information. The, the listeners have to guess who. Oh, that'd be good. That'd be good. <laughs> 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 you can't say their name though. <laughs> 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 oh my god, it's fucking just someone random. Um, I've got my eggs Benedict. <laughs> uh, Michael Caine's supposed to. I think you sound like a British person who has their mouth full of crumpets. All right, um, well, if we're going to do this Force Vision, we should probably just go ahead and knock this one out, too. Yep. All right, let's just do the uh, reviews of these episodes, then. Actually. I didn't watch episode two. You didn't watch episode two yet? Yeah. Not much happens, yeah. plot-wise. It doesn't, it's... It was it's a cute not, episode. It's a cute episode. God so cute. Damn it, is it cute. But, uh, yeah, no, you didn't miss much. It's, more of a, it's probably more of a filler episode, just yeah. kind of... Filler, of... filler episode, episode two? Yeah, well... Come on. How many episodes are there total? Eight? Eight. eight. And they're only half an hour long. I'm really nervous about the half hour long thing, but we've got plenty of use out of Disney Plus, and uh, but yeah, uh, you, it, but you watch the episode one. Yeah. It's it, but the Mandalorian buzz is going around in the office, man. It's uh, it's there, there's it's exciting. I'll say that. Oh yeah, very exciting. But Tim, um, you were saying you got a uh, some. Star Wars ornaments. Uh, oh wait, where's? Oh about? no, I'd gladly talk about them again. <laughs> uh, so I put up my Christmas tree. Yeah. Uh, this past Sunday. Yeah. And uh, I don't care what you say. I know you agree with me, Max. I do. But it's never too early to put up the old tree. I'll put it I think it's I it's definitely uh, too early. <clears throat> because this is this is my mindset. You wait until after Thanksgiving. You only get twenty five days to experience Christmas. Why not extend the joy? Have fun. Last night, was hanging up ornaments, baking some cookies, listening to Christmas music is a fun old time. And then my uh, sink in the bathroom started overflowing with water and food, so that was kind of uh, kind of gross, nasty. But anyways, so I decided to splurge, and I got that Death Star tree topper. Yeah, been wanting that for years. Uh-huh. Um, just couldn't justify the the purchase, but you know, I was like, screw it, I'm gonna do it. So I went and bought it. One of the coolest things I've ever gotten because it literally changes colors like consistently and you have a little remote that you can play and then it'll play the Empire or the uh, Imperial March and then um, like the main Star Wars theme song. Oh so my god. What I don't know if my mic has been off. You turned it off right before Yeah, you turned it off at the end oh, of the Jesus world. Christ. Um, it's okay, they'll get they'll get it. They'll get what we're talking about. Hey, you got this. But anyways, so the tree topper, it's cool. And I've listened to it at least 40 times. Um, and then I decided to get some ornaments. The ornaments interact with each other. Listen to uh, Cinemax Stick if you want to know what they do. But they are extremely yeah, cool. They do some badass things. Yeah. I got I got the Falcon, the TIE Fighter, I have, Star Destroyer. I have the Falcon. And the There's TIE a Star Advanced. Destroyer one? I have the Falcon and the X-Wing. I need to get the others. Yeah, and I'm, I'm going to get the Y-Wing. And then well, I might the as well just wing. get the X-Wing, get the whole collection. Coolest, coolest Christmas tree on the block, Tim. Coolest Christmas no. tree on the block. Um, yeah, no. Uh, yeah, that's good. That's mm-hmm. good. I need a, uh, you need to come over and see my tree, and then I'll come over and see We, we tree. should have a tree off. We should. We should. Um, all right, boys, well, let's do Tanner this. looks confused. Yeah, I zoned out. Hard. That's fine. That's right. Um, on today's episode of Force Vision, we're going to break down episodes one and two of The Mandalorian. That's right. Disney's live-action Star Wars TV show exclusively on Disney Plus has arrived after a long, long wait. What do we think of it? What do we think is going to happen? 
What are our thoughts? It's all happening right here, right now, on the Force Vision Podcast. We didn't talk about Fallen Order at all? Mm -hmm. Just quickly? Yeah. Yeah. We'll uh, talk about that at the top. Actually, go ahead and start. You guys can start you, <clears throat> So, Tanner, have you seen both episodes? Yes. Well, uh, let's start just the first one, uh, since Jordan hasn't seen the second one. What are you guys' initial reactions on uh, the first episode? Too short. Yeah. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> Too short. Um, I I was definitely into it by the end. The, the last mm-hmm. scene with the big shootout um, was engaging. Activating self-destruct mode. Yeah, IG Eleven no! was real funny. Um, he kept trying to blow himself up. It's a good bit. Yeah, hope really that good. comes back. Um, I do. Too. Do you, so? Do you think he'll come back? Yeah, there's more droids like him. You, well, yeah, there's more droids like him, and he's been featured so heavily in the early marketing. It'd be weird if he's yeah. just right. gone, gone. Right. That was my assumption. I think I think what it's going to be is there's going to be different IG yeah. numbers, and then it's just going to be Taika Waititi every single time. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. It would have been fun if like one showed up every episode, <laughs> and he just kills it off. Um, uh, bah, 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 bah. But uh, the first scene or two was kind of weird. Yeah. Everything felt like like the timing was off, like certain shots just held a little too long. Um, you know, he walks into the the cantina, whatever, and it's supposed to be this, you know, kind of intense moment. But obviously, nothing bad was going to happen to the character in the first episode. But all the same, like mm-hmm. I remember, like not really being phased by anything that happened. You finally see the Quarren get cut in half by the door i almost thought oh, like so disney would that. you know have like him stop the door at the yeah. last second or but yeah. no he went through with it but that blue alien his first bounty that character annoyed the shit out of me yeah. like none it, it, of the humor landed yeah and it was that a weird bitch character. just went on forever in the ship when yeah. he's oh. trying to find the bathroom yeah. and i'm like, molting just on and on and i think that's like a known comedian playing that character but like it just wasn't funny didn't the makeup kind of it felt weird and his voice like was just some american guy kind of voice like it just i don't know if that was supposed to be part of the gag just how he had this normal like contemporary dude voice but it that didn't work Mm -hmm. but uh like i said as soon as he beats with um, Werner Herzog character. It, it picks up from there, and yeah. then it, it started clicking. But yes, yeah. yeah. Overall, I wasn't I wasn't upset with the first episode. I thought it was I was it eager. was a great introduction, and you know I liked how they incorporated uh, that little underground Mandalorian society as well. Yeah. Um, I think that's cool, especially if they start to kind of divulge and go deeper into the whole Mandalorian roots and all that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I was I was surprised that they didn't introduce like Cara Dune yet, because she's really big in the whole marketing thing. Yeah, 
Um, but I mean, I, I, I kind of like how they centralized it around him. So you could kind of get used to him and, um, just kind of seeing what, what he actually does, like what kind of bounty hunter he is. So mm-hmm. Jordan. It was good. Well, I mean, yeah, it was it, short. Like first episode of a series, you think would be longer to help establish characters and mm-hmm. stuff yeah, like that. I, which I, it'll play out throughout the episode series. But I mean, yeah. I mean, I felt like the character was like I, I I felt like I got to know the character at least decently well for as short as the episode was. I mean, I did have like a little bit of my a little bit of gripes with it. I do agree. I felt like that the blue alien at the beginning just it just was a little weird for me at first. Upon rewatch, I've seen it like four times now. It becomes a little bit more natural to me. But at first, I was like, this guy does, uh, you know, as aliens in Star Wars universe do speak with American accents. They do do that, but. At the same time, this one almost felt like a little too like clean, like yeah. with with how it was. It it, it was a little strange. Um, I, Some very sci-fi channel about all of it. Yeah, that that, yeah. that did that part there did come off a little like yeah, like Battlestar Galactica or something like that yeah. or Stargate. Uh, that that part was a little concerning. It does chill out though, like that part where the ice monster comes out of the ice. That CGI looked like it was straight out of a freaking movie. I thought that looked yeah. amazing. Looked and that's like, okay, this is actually going to be basically, like by the end of it, a six-hour Star Wars movie because of how good the it looks. Uh, yeah, cinematography-wise, really, really great shots. It's actually going to end up being a normal-length Star it Wars movie. Well, yeah, because of how, because of how yeah. short these damn episodes are. But, but it's a very well-shot film. Um, you're saying how some of the shots seem to hold a little bit longer. I think that was an artistic choice. They're very much going for a Western vibe with this. Mm-hmm. And one of the most like you know iconic Western things is that shots get held on characters for like shot, especially like in cantinas and in, in like bars. They walk in, the shot is held on them, and then they go to the bar and the shot's held on them. So I felt like that was definitely an artistic choice from John and Ryan to mm-hmm. go with something that was like more Western influence. Now, I see where you're coming from, but mm-hmm. to me, this just that it felt more like um, under editing rather than any yeah. sort of thing that was intentional. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I, I do. I thought it was really. I mean, I think the ship, the Razor's Crest, is really, really badass. Uh, I I loved the the dynamics of it. I the um that place where he has all of his. Uh, what is it? Cryo frozen um, character uh, uh, carbonite, carbonite, carbonite yes. like, uh, bounties hanging up in like a gallery. I thought that was kind of that was cool. pretty was cool. cool. And yeah. I, I like how because I mean, Empire Strike back, Strikes Back. That's kind of a people aren't sure if that's going to work. So it, it kind of gets to the point where like, oh, you know, everyone's doing it now. Yeah. It wasn't just yeah. the Empire and Boba Fett. Now other bounty hunters are using that as a uh, a mode yeah. of transporting their. Uh, their catch. And we get to, after that, he, the Mandalorian, uh, goes back to some planet where we meet Carl Weathers' character. Um, who you can make a stew with this. And who, who is, uh, who is uh, uh, you know, the leader or leader of this guild um, who issues bounties to various guild members of this uh, bounty hunting guild, which I thought was cool. That definitely brings in kind of a fantasy element with the, the guild uh, being there um, and the, you know, the puck and stuff like that. The that tracking I, fob. The tracking fob, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which 
I mean, yes, it is a fob, but like it's just hilarious to me that that's the word they went with. Because yeah. I just imagine like a car key fob. Yeah. And like you push the button to track, and then you just faintly, the person honks <laughs> in the distance. <laughs> <laughs> He's over there. <laughs> Shit, I sounded the alarm. Shit, how do you turn this walking off? Walking around a parking lot, like <laughs> clicking it over and over again. <laughs> this bounty's got to be around here yeah. somewhere. Yeah. Um. There were some weird, you know, that verbiage used in this. I thought the the puck. Let's see the puck. You know, with the bounty being on that, I thought that was kind of funny. I just, but I, I did, but still, that was unique in its own way. That kind of made it seem like this is lingo for these guys. Mm-hmm. And I did like the guild aspect of it. So Carl Weathers gives off this yep. uh, this bounty that he has no puck for, but the guy has to go meet the people issuing the bounty in person to get the details. So he, of course, shows up. We see the fallen empire in its you know in one of its forms you have these dirty ass stormtroopers hiding out in a bunker basically and uh some and War- War- uh, werner herzog um being some sort of leader to these guys um so i don't know if this was like another like a I, I thought it was. Maybe I'm looking too deep into it. These stormtroopers looked malnourished, and I thought it could be potentially they that they seemed ragged. They're in mm-hmm. hiding, so they literally cannot eat. They're like they're getting by on scraps. They can't leave their armor. They can't. They can't. Well, so yeah. But it's that, or it's which is a cool story. I think I've shared before. They hired out the 99th Regiment. Is that what they call it, or whatever? Five hundred first. The five hundred first. Not even close. The five hundred first regiment, um, who, who's a, st- a Star Wars like fan club who make uh, uh, movie quality props and uh, costumes, and they didn't. They weren't going to have enough. They didn't have the budget to make all these different stormtrooper costumes. So they asked the five hundred first to come out and be in the show as stand-in stormtroopers. So I bet you in that room are that, standing stormtroopers. I thought it was uh, for like a large scene where they just didn't have enough. No, they wanted they wanted they, they wanted stormtrooper occupation to be in very like they wanted them walking around in various different parts, and they wanted it to feel like it wasn't just you know three stormtroopers there. So there were larger scenes, but they for the most part, I believe they were in various different parts of this entire saga. Um, which is kind of cool. So I don't know if they were going, if that was literally a thematic element, or if that was just a skinny dude who made his Star Wars armor at home and is just wearing it in the scene, because they did look, they did look frail. Um, something I want to bring up in this scene, the professor guy walks out. He's wearing glasses. Yeah. He's wearing sunglasses, and it just seemed weird to me. It just seemed or weird. Really transitioned. <laughs> they could, they, he was walking he in just from outside. He just came in from the sun. <laughs> yeah. And they were trans. Yeah. They just uh, like, there. yes, there's been like eyeglass type things in Star Wars before, but these were just like straight up from Earth glasses. And it just was weird to me. And it was well, a weird. Ben Franklin made them. It was a weird visual element. And maybe I'm the only one who thought this. I just like looked at him. And I was like, you don't look like you belong I here. Mean, to be honest, I didn't really think anything of it until you mentioned it and it's like hard it's not a big deal at all it just like when i saw him i was like visually i'm like this guy seems like like a batman character that more than like a star wars character kind of like the the guy from indiana jones yeah that and burns the, his hand on the mm-hmm. and the fact that he looks so young with a beard he looks like i mean it just honestly he looks like kind of like a a guy who's like a 20 something from planet earth who's wearing glasses you'd think like the professor would be some old like dude who's kind of grizzled and 
but this guy seems like super young and it just i don't know it was just a weird visual element mm-hmm. i felt like um Anything else you guys have in that scene before? You know, Werner Herzog, I don't believe has ever seen a Star Wars flick. I'm pretty I sure I, heard I saw that, yeah, that in an interview. Yeah. Oh, really? Pretty wild, him just being in the show. Yeah. Imagine and him they're like, looking at the script and being like, what the fuck is all this? Yeah. <laughs> and it's funny because like the interviewer, I, I believe I saw it. She's like, does this make you want to go back and watch like other Star Wars films to kind of see the world yeah. that you're getting into? And he's like, no. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Right. Bounty hunting is a hard profession. <laughs> Dude, Werner Herzog is nuts. He's got a great voice. There was some interview decades ago where he gets shot in the middle of it by like, it's a very small caliber, like a, I don't know, like a varmint rifle or something. And he's like, he's something like, I'm not worried it was a small bullet. Like, <laughs> and just keeps talking. He keeps doing the interview. I'm not yeah. It passed through clean. Um, yeah, the, uh, he, he's a cool character. Um, oh, but the doctor, I was going to say, I feel like they wrote that character. They wanted Riz Ahmed to play him, uh, but then they realized, oh, fuck, he was in Rogue One already. Yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> so they, Shit. Crap, we can't use him again. Yeah, oh, um, that makes sense. Um, someone, someone, uh, or I read some somewhere online that like the professor has a patch that they think is from like the clone. It's a clone. Yes, it's a Mino yep. symbol. It's a clone and so symbol. they're wondering if cloning is going to take a big part in this uh, series. Like if that's why they want Yoda to the, try and clone the long, the baby Yoda little, lifespan little, of little the cute baby Yoda, little baby Yoda. He's not. I don't like people call. It's not, not Yoda. Yoda. It's it, not Yoda. But it what, doesn't what have a species name. His Yoda doesn't have a species name. Baby Green Fuck. Well, Kermit. We just Kermit. It's they call him. Here you baby go. You guys Yoda. heard it here first. They call him Baby ba- Green Fuck. They really call him Baby Yoda because it's memeable. It's no, just funny to I'm call calling him. Calling him Yiddle. Yiddle. Yiddle Yoda. There you go. Yiddle. Yiddle Yoda. Yiddle is a great name, but uh, I'm calling him BB Yoda until future notice. Um, little little cute BB. Um, so yeah, he gets the uh, he gets the bounty. Heads over to that another desert planet, uh, number eight thousand. That's not Tatooine. It's not Tatooine. Is it Jakku? Not Jakku I don't either. Know it's I believe it's called Arvala Seven. Arvala Seven. Good morning. Because the Star planets. Wars database entry for the Ugnot character mentions that he's a vapor farmer on like Arvala oh, 7 okay. or something. And so. that's Nick Nolte's character. Nick Nolte is a welcome Q- addition to this. Q-Wheel? Q-Wheel or something. Yeah. I don't know if they say his name in Q-wheel. the show. Yeah. But I, I loved his character. I thought Nick Nolte I have spoken. I have spoken. I have spoken. No prosthetics, which is surprising. That is... That's just Nick Nolte. He's much smaller than I thought. He, he is much smaller. I could have sworn he was a massive man. Uh, but well, no, they did, you know, some forced perspective uh, trickery. Okay. There, yeah, like, yeah, uh, with the Lord I'm of the Rings. Sure. Um, Wait, what's going on? No. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, Nick Nolte's character is, is really cool. Saves the Mandalorian from, uh, from certain debt from the Blurg. But what I love about this scene is that it shows Mandalorian is not some perfect assassin. He's not just going to know what he's doing every single time. The dude nearly died from a two-legged, big-headed How did he not hear that coming? And, uh, you know, and uh, the and uh, Kuehl saves him and uh, says he's going to help him. Um, we get to the Mandalorian trying to learn how to ride one of these blurgs. And we get to one of the cooler bits of this show. So he's getting his ass kicked by these blurgs when he's trying to ride them. And he goes, I'm, I don't have time for this. I can't do it or whatever. And uh, Kuehl says, you're a Mandalorian. You used to, your people used to ride the beast of... 
The Mythosaur. The Mythosaur. mythosaur. You're, you're, yeah, you used to ride Mythosaurs. And the Mandalorian kind of like literally processes that, turns around and goes to get try and get back on the Blurk. I love this character moment. One, it shows, again, he is not a perfect character. He's not just mm-hmm. going to get everything right off the bat. Two, um, he has the the word Mandalorian means something to him. Um, yeah. and he takes pri- and like three he basically takes pride in being a Mandalorian and he understands who he is and he and he he goes back and tries again because of that um and I yeah. love that I, I, I love, love that, that scene too yeah. so so I was talking to someone today um and they're like you know yeah you know the first episode was good but I don't understand why they even put that scene in where he's trying to learn how to ride the the what was a Borg blurg blurg the blurg the blurg and I, I said the same thing. I'm like, well, you know, it, it's for the character development because he's a bounty hunter and he wants to complete his task as quickly as possible and he's becoming impatient. But then when he brings up his Mandalorian roots, that's when he kind of switches and his pride kicks in and he's like, well, I need to do this um, because, you know, that's what my ancestors would have yeah. done or something like that. Yeah. So I thought that was a really good, good, uh, good scene for his character development because you know i want to learn more about the whole mandalorian side and the mythosaur by the way fun fact is like a dragon-like beast its skull is the insignia of mandalorians it's that skull with the horns coming out of it Uh, that is the mandalorian like logo if you will and uh, you see it everywhere you see a boba fett thing um, even though Boba Fett is not a Mandalorian, which what the fuck? Yeah, apparently that's that's a thing. He apparently stole Mandalorian armor, and he's not really a well. Jango, yeah, Jango, but which makes no sense to me because the entire Mandalorian aesthetic is based off of Boba Fett's design, and then they say Boba Fett's a clone of Jango Fett. It. So why are they? What's the point of now going back and being like, oh, he wasn't a real Mandalorian? Though? I hate it. It's, that's you know, all we know. You know, I hate yeah. it too. About Mandalorian yeah, exactly. has no significance I, without the attachment I, of Boba Fett and Jango Fett thing, for most viewers. I totally, yeah. ex- exactly. It totally like, what excludes. What the fuck is the point of that? Ninety percent of the fan base that isn't us, like ninety-five percent of the people watch. Like I, my dad's watching this show. Am I really supposed to be like? It's like, yeah, well, so Boba Fett's a Mandalorian. Well, no, he's actually not a Mandalorian. He's a. It's like, well, why is he wearing his armor? So he stole a man. It's like, just fucking make him a Mandalorian. Like, it's, uh, it's. I, I hate Tell that. You it's TV, Dad. Yeah, it's. I, I hate that bit. Kids gonna be like, is that Boba Fett? That's gonna be like, <laughs> no, it's no, it's someone else. Yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> Looks like him. I guess. I guess it is. Um, I don't know. If, um, yeah. But uh, so they ride across the desert on this uh, on this blurg to uh, to uh, get this bounty. Now this is where I'm wondering what is this bounty going to be. I'm really excited to see. I'm curious what it's going to be. Um, we've been, you know, in hindsight, man, there's no point in being like fans and speculating on what it's going to be. We're always so off. We were talking on the car ride home from Chicago for Star Wars Celebration. Maybe they're looking for Ahsoka. Maybe it's Luke yeah, Skywalker. Maybe it's, maybe it's Han Solo. And no, it's not anything like that. So they get to this base. We have this really cool action sequence where the Mandalorian gets to be a badass. We get to see just how cool he is. There's a great back and forth between him and a character called IG-11. A, Voiced by Takeaway was TV. It, yep. Was that actually IG-11, though? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Now, I, I, my, my prediction, by the way, so obviously they get together and there's some great back and forth between IG-11 with his very direct... Yeah, way of conversing and the Mandalorian trying to then like you know literally trying to work with him in this massive battle as they're getting outnumbered um, and it's a really good fun scene and you and I just love that back and forth 
I like how agreeable IG-11 is. Like, yeah. Yeah. anything the Mandalorian suggests, he's like, sure. Yeah. Like, <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay. Okay. I mean, he seems like what a cool it, guy. He's like, he would help you move. He was going to... He'd help you move. If you needed someone to move, he's there. He's there for you. Maybe. You try to blow it up? Or yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He'll do that, too. Um, they get out of this battle. They break in, and they find the bounty, which the bounty is a sweet little... Sweet little baby yiddle. Little baby yiddle. Little BB Yoda... Uh, as cute as can be, cute as a button, in his Cutest floating darn pod. darn thing I've ever seen. Oh my god, dude, he is so adorable. I, I, I Paige, my fiance, comes in the room every single time he comes on. I go, Paige, he's on. <laughs> and she comes in and she goes, and she starts clapping for him. It's adorable. It's such an adorable creature. Uh, he just makes you just <laughs> so cute. Was this a was this on chat today that someone posted a meme of? Baby Yiddle, Baby Yoda trying to go into a bar. And then yeah. his ID, it's, it was Yoda. <laughs> his regular yeah. Yoda. It said uh, Mick Yoda on it. Yeah. Hmm. There's a really great, there's, I mean, there's, memed already. there's yeah. tons of Baby Yoda memes. No we haven't, we haven't described a meme on the podcast in a while. We, have, we haven't. Yeah, it's been a while. Of, okay, here, let me allow. There's a Baby Yoda looking up when he's out of his crib thing and he's looking up like really adorably. And the caption, he goes, me when I'm wondering why my my mom is snorting sugar up her nose and it just the baby Yoda like looking up at the at the character you put you put one that says it's like uh, me when I'm five waiting for my mom to get off the phone so I can tell her I shit my pants. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, there, there there are so many good ones out there. There's great, but there's, great ones. Oh, there's one where his baby his baby Yoda in the car and there's a little like piece of paper on the window that said don't worry the ac's on and he's listening to his favorite music <laughs> um any other memes nope <laughs> no so anyways uh our mandalorian character is told that he can bring the bounty in alive or dead mm -hmm. preferably alive ig11 seems to think just dead yeah. So I don't know if that was meant to be some kind of no. droid efficiency or if he just got no. different information. No. Someone's no. out to kill it. Yeah. Um. So <laughs> he tries to blast Baby Yiddle and then Mandalorian pops IG-11 in yeah. the head before he can do so. I don't know why IG-11 waited so long to get his fucking shot off. Yeah. yeah. But he's I a think slower he's droid. agreeable still. He's like, ah, I'll think about it. No. He was distracted <laughs> by the, the cuteness of the little, he was. little yiddle. But what, um, what I think, too, so obviously IG-11 gets blasted there, but I think one or two things happens. Uh, IG-11 is going to be okay. He's going to live somehow, repair himself, something. Yeah. So you or know, two, he's just going to be the voice of IG droids, and the next IG droid is going to yeah. come along and actually be main character. An idea that I just had um, or just thought of, what if little Yiddle gets captured, like taken away. And the only way for the Mandalorian to find him is to get the fob, but he doesn't have it. So he has to go back to where IG is. So I do think Yiddle is going to exchange hands. Um, we've saw in like the first promo or whatever, a Mandalorian walking out of a building on that desert planet and then immediately shooting the shit out of some stormtroopers. Yeah. So I wonder either uh, he'll outright choose not to hand Yiddle over mm -hmm. and then get attacked, or he does hand it over and has like sort of a attack of um, 
guilt or whatever and then goes back to that, get yeah. Gittle. I think that's going to happen. My prediction is is I think that's it because there's actually a promo image put out by Disney, so this isn't a spoiler. He's in full Beskar. Beskar yeah. armor. So he mm-hmm. must get the reward. He gets the reward. Yeah. I think that's a good chance. I think something else that happens, though. Mandalore was destroyed by the Empire. These guys are Empire scumbags. I'm thinking he hands over Yiddle, gets the reward, and then just like literally maybe secures the reward on a ship, goes back and kills all of them and gets and gets Baby Yoda back and just mm-hmm. annihilates all of them. Yeah. And and then goes and gets his Baskar armor completely made. But yeah, it's it's curious what's gonna happen there. Uh yeah. And we don't know really what baby at this point in the show, uh at the end of episode one, we don't know what Baby Yoda's about. We just know he's cute as a button and there's a cool E. T reference there a cool little et visual element i uh, don't think the hand the finger pointing, dave filoni it's, so dave filoni is a massive et it fan was, it was like a, I, I don't it's think not that's, explicit like, God and well he's just well he's just <clears> reaching like out his finger and, yeah. and then there's the finger like hands barely touching and dave filoni huge et fan i think it's and yoda being a uh, being in et and et being in star wars i could easily see that just being a slight little mm. just a visual nod it's not like he's trying to make a huge reference to the movie he's just like a visual nod I mean, maybe but it's a stretch what is a what's a baby typically do when you reach out a hand yeah it reaches back or it shits that's true or it's good good <laughs> um something else i want to talk before we move on to episode two i love the score of this mm-hmm. i think the score good. is insanely good it's it's a great mix between Star Wars. It's a great mix of uh, like cowboy western, and it's got some like tribal like horns in there. Which the Mandalor Mandalorians are like a tribal people. Uh, this is definitely western influenced, and it's obviously Star Wars. It's a great mix yep. of all three, and I I absolutely love the score. It really sinks me into it, and I I just I I love it. It's a great score. Yeah, no, I agree. I I really love the score, and I also love the artwork, especially you know at the end. Yeah. When it, they're showing different scenes that uh, they kind of drew out, yeah, um, it, Dude, it's they just, better it's, release it's an a, art book for it. I I hope so. I mean, it's just a really it's a good looking show. Yeah, I mean, it is short, but for the most part, the scenes look incredible. Yeah, I agree. Um, the the fuck is the name? The composer for the show, uh, Ludwig. Goransson. Mm-hmm. What else has he done? Uh, he has produced all of Childish Cambino's music. Really? Um, he has also done Haim uh, Haim uh, EP. Um, shit. More. He's done more. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, he's done, I mean, he's doing a really, really great job with Mandalorian and I, I really love it. So, mm-hmm. um, moving on to episode two, an even shorter episode than the first one. Yeah. Which to focus on this for a second, uh, the runtime is easily my least favorite thing about this show so far. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I'm going to go so far as say it's kind of bullshit. Like yeah. no other streaming plat well that's not true there's going to be examples people you're all going to throw at me as soon as i say this but for having a streaming platform a live action drama series with 30 minute episodes and it's only eight episode season yeah 
and they're releasing them piecemeal. Like, this is bullshit. This is not the standard format, Disney. Like, these need to be at least 40 minutes. The only thing I can think of that's a 30-minute drama that's on a streaming service is Ballers. It's the only thing I can think of. Yeah. Barry. Oh, Barry is a really good. Barry is a good. That's a good point. But Barry is more comedy, and it works. Short format works better with comedy than it does with. Yeah. With uh, with like a a, an action drama. But on top of that, like again with the second episode, there was very little plot progression, and they don't have a lot of time to waste. Yeah. Yeah, and that's yeah. that's that Which that's leads me to feel like this is just going to be kind of an uneventful. Yeah. That's it makes first me, season. It makes me nervous too because uh, I mean we're going to talk about episode two, but this doesn't happen in episode two, so it's not like it's interrupting our discussion here. There is no villain development in episode right. one or two, which is with an eight episode season. That is that is concerning. I don't understand how they couldn't incorporate ten to fifteen minutes to develop a side plot that is, meets our characters at the climax of the show to you know make the drama happen. There is no villain of this show yet. I mean, which all, I, I think, the first episode well, suggests that there's some yeah uh, duplicity going on, yeah. or there's some other party interested in and Yiddle the, that the, wants him exclusively dead. Yeah, but that's not developed at all in episode two. Well. Technically, it might be those those guys who attack the Mandalorian as he's taking the baby. There's two. That's of those, true. They, yeah. we they, do, and they have yeah. the fob. You're right. So, and they're trying to kill Baby Yoda, and they aren't trying to take him. They're literally trying to kill him. So there's multiple people there to kill Baby Yoda, and mm. Mando had dead or alive. So who is sending these guys to kill him? That is a mystery. Still, mm-hmm. fair enough. Yeah. yeah. And that's how the episode Probably opens. Probably the Jawas. Yeah, and that yeah, and that's how the episode opens. By the way. At first, at the end of the first episode, and this is what Drew said, is he thought Baby Yoda was so powerful in the Force, which he is, we see later, that he was actually making himself oh, levitate. He's floating. He's floating. Yeah. Turns out that that's probably just the pod thing he's in, considering yeah, the Mandalorian has guess. like a fob thing he has attached to his belt that makes the <laughs> thing follow him. Well, I and that... he can control it with his, yeah. his little arm yeah. computer. Yeah. Yeah. I love that scene when he's on the, the sand crawler, and it's just like, going down you see yeah just kind of yeah just following along yeah (laughs) (laughs) i I missed that i knew that was happening but i did not make the visual element zoom in it should have gone like more just goofy star wars where like him moving at like insane speeds and the little baby Yoda's just flailing his arms like and s- screaming like Muppet style. Yeah. They, they should have gone all in on that. It's like, yeah, like while the Mandalorian slowly climbing yeah. up this thing, they pan back in. <laughs> it's getting whipped around. Oh, oh my God. So Mandalorian's big fork rifle disintegrates people. Holy shit. Yeah. He, I, I was, he, oh, man. He dusts one of the Trandoshans he gets attacked by and then runs afoul of some Jawas that are stripping his ship and then immediately starts murdering them. <laughs> he just, he's not even a hesitation. So, he's just like, fuck Which this. was odd. And he just, just starts blasting the shit out of them. That was so funny. That like I couldn't believe they just gave him the green light to do this to Jawas, a beloved side character in Star Wars. He's like, eviscerate these guys. He just, no hesitation. He's had run-ins with these guys because it is on site with Jawas. Yeah. It is yeah. on site. He's like, they're there, and I am blasting them. And yeah, because the Jawas are obviously, you know, it's, you know what's really funny, man. At work, 
So a couple people were saying they didn't even realize that the ship was being torn apart. So he thought the Mandalorian just, just found some Jawas and started just killing them. Started <laughs> off on just them. went on a murderous <laughs> rampage. God. Could you imagine? The Jawas are doing nothing. They're just hanging out, and then <laughs> the Mandalorian just blasts the hell out of them. And then the story just carries on. He just yeah. puts his rifle away and walks <laughs> off, and never mentioned again. It's like holy shit, he's a lunatic. <laughs> Oh, man. oh god! That was so, that when someone said that, I was like, I was dying. Like I didn't know why he was shooting him at first. <laughs> Tell you what, the uh, sand, that's so comedic if you don't know. Oh man, the sand crawler was a lot smaller than I always thought they were. I, it could be different sizes. Yeah. This, it could be. It just be a smaller so, sand crawler. I think yeah. this is these. It could be a different type of jaw. They have red eyes. They had, yeah, they had red eyes instead of different yellow. Different planet, I guess. Yeah, yeah. because it's not, not Tatooine. That's what you know. That's another one. And is, we have not Boba Fett. Yeah. So well, someone brought that up. Just a giant. Not Yoda. Yeah. So well, someone brought that up at work. Was like, are those actually Jawas, or were we on Tatooine? I thought Jawas are native Tatooine. I was like. I think it's just like spe- any type of other species. Like there's different types of them from different places of different parts. Like you're going to see a lizard in the Grand Canyon. You'll see a lizard in Maine. You know, I got to say people gave The Force Awakens crap for uh, mirroring New Hope a lot and being kind of fan servicey. But yet Mandalorian's doing the same fucking thing and everyone's like, Barely I, keeping their boners in their well, pants well, about this show. I, I think it just depends on the way it's fan service is all hell. I, well, I think it just depends on. Well, I don't know. It depends on the way you see it because Yoda, baby Yoda, we haven't seen his race in any other form besides Yaddle, who is like there briefly in Episode One, I think. Yep. So like so Yaddle, Yoda, so Yaddle. so it's not like that's actually Yoda. So there's definitely some intrigue there, some mystery behind because we never knew what's mm-hmm. going. And, and the, people were talking about this on some of the Star Wars subreddits that um. I guess George Lucas was always very protective over yes. the origin of Yoda's species, yeah. and everyone's like, "Oh, this is a big deal." Yeah. And then there was some IGN article talking about like the biggest mystery in Star Wars is what's Yoda, and I'm like, "That's the biggest mystery in Star Wars. What species Yoda is?" I don't think it's people that. actually give a shit. That- people were actually curious about this. The sequel trilogy, every other scene has some fucking alien you've never seen before. No yeah. one's like, what's that thing? What a mystery. <laughs> like I think it's just a I think it's just because Yoda is obviously like one of the most powerful Jedi of all time. It's a central fucking character. alien. Well, I, but we've never. Like, I think it. I think it's a mystery because George Lucas says it is, well, and, and that's why. Fuck George yeah. Lucas. He <laughs> sold Star Wars. I don't give a shit what he says. George, Fuck Dave Filoni I know you're too. a listener, and I'm wow. Dave. I'm sorry as well. Um, no, I mean I don't. I don't necessarily agree with that. I don't think there's as much fan service going on here. I think there's definitely there's incorporation. The carbonite freezing. Well, it's a Mandalorian. The, That's what they the do. The disintegrations when Vader and Empire Strikes Back tells Boba Fett no disintegrations. Uh, I didn't. I've never caught that. I never. Yeah, caught, I, I didn't either. That, that, that they did bring. Well, up, you guys aren't up real Star day. Wars fans. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they did. They did bring up Life Day. They did. They did. They, I was like, I was hoping to make it back to my family for Life Day. I guess that's probably not going to happen. Probably not. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. Okay, so uh, episode two. Obviously, he runs into those guys. He chases down uh, the Jawas who took his ship parts. Doesn't go too well. Doesn't go too well. He gets gets all the way to the top. Gets knocked off. And uh, Cool Cool or whatever his name is, Nick Nolte as an alien. 
uh, rescues. Drunken Nick Nolte uh, stumbles into. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the Mandalorian walks back to Nick Nolte's character's camp there and gets help. Um, and uh, he has a relationship with the Jawas. He knows how to bargain with them. Very sexual relationship yes. with the Jawas. The Jawas are. Every single one. Are yes. ravenous creatures in bed. And that's Ooh, why. teeny. And. Uh, <laughs> And so they they go to the Jawas and ask for a bargaining ship, and the guy, the the Jawas want Baby Yoda first, and Baby Yoda's like, and and Mando's like, no way, that's my baby. So they send him baby on girl, yeah. So they they send they send him on this journey to fight this giant horned beast. You know what's crazy? We're almost at the end of describing this video and this movie, the show, and it's like been like 5 minutes. So you can yeah. recap the entire story. That's the that's the initial that's yeah. an issue. Um yeah. which I thought was a reek which is the rhinoceros looking thing in Attack of the Clones. They fight in the arena from the first trailer. It's not a reek. No. It didn't have the the side horn. It's got a much bigger horn. It's all woolly. That means nothing. That has no bearing on my appreciation of this episode at all. I, I just mean, it's fancy. It's, it's like, it's hey, big. it's a thing that looks like that other thing, but it's not that hey, thing. Hey. <laughs> Which you know, could have been like, the subtitle of the Mandalorian. That's it's basically big, what it is. It's kind of like that other thing. You it's know? like IG eighty eight, but it's IG eleven. <laughs> right. The big horn and it's a little woolly. Reminds me of something else. A human's penis. <laughs> That lays eggs. <laughs> yes. Um, but this was that, this was a great bit though. So he fights this thing and he gets his the Mandalorian gets his ass handed to him and it's cool. This is what this is gonna add stakes to the show because he's consistently gotten his ass handed to him. Yeah. In both it's not episodes. That good. He's not at least at killing animals, which I did find funny that this big ass beast was brought down by a tiny dagger in the neck. Um, but he hit the weak spot. It but was a uh, poisonous dagger. Yeah, he must know. But uh, but Baby Yoda exhausts himself using the Force and lifts this freaking eighteen ton creature off its feet and drops it down on the ground, stuns it, and gives the Mandalorian a chance to stab it in the neck. Now. Is this baby Yoda reaching out with its tiny little hand to use the force the most adorable thing any of us have ever seen? Yes or no? Yes. Yes. Sure. It is. It was cool though. So um is is your answer what is your answer and why is it yes? Is basically what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> He's trying so hard. He's so cute. Little guy's so tuckered out after that. I just thought it was so cool. That he is so young, and and he's so powerful. He's got little gray hair on top of his head. (laughs) Also, also, (laughs) everyone in the sequel trilogy is fucking calling Ray a Mary Sue because she can lift a couple boulders. No one gives a shit that this little baby can lift a big rhinoceros. He's fifty years old. You telling me that kid's been trained in the force? He's fifty years old, Tanner, probably. It trained itself. So I heard a little, uh, little self theory that, <laughs> like, there's a, that the Sith were species. He went to online Jedi. And they're school. actually tall and red. In Legends, yes, there was a species of Sith. They have not been recanonized so far, though. So they, I'd be curious if they do canonize them at some point because the Sith armor, all red in Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. So the Sith troopers. So I'm wondering if his. The Yoda species, they're small and green, kind of the opposite. 
and they're extremely force sensitive as well. And I'm wondering if Could this be. is their way of introducing that species and maybe they'll play a part into Rise of Skywalker. That'd be cool if there was like a Sith at the end of the show, like a I think there's gonna be some Snoke, sort of ancient maybe it's Sith. Snoke. Yeah, there's gonna be some sort of uh thing that's gonna make this all worth it. Uh <laughs> at the end. Um I, I love I mean I make no mistake I love this show I'm really enjoying it so far there's definitely some gripes but I, I I'm really enjoying it so far but guys the, the the show has to be has to get longer we can't have 30 minute episodes baby Yoda yeah. actually in the final episode uses the force to destroy most of Coruscant and then the Mandalorian <laughs> has to stab him in the chest oh, Jesus Christ oh, I was God. thinking if anything happened to baby Yoda I'm gonna be pissed no, yeah, what 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 would happen? Like what would you do if Baby Yoda dies? Cry. Like, I would cry. Whoa. Maybe that's how they make um, Snoke. Whoa. But yeah, uh so that's that's the episode two of Mandalorian. He he gets his stuff back, he repairs his ship with Nick Nolte's character, says goodbye, and he's on his way with Baby Yoda in tow. What's gonna happen next? We don't know. We'll have to find out Friday morning, uh at two AM if you stay up that late, or uh in Friday morning when I'm gonna see it at like eight am yeah i know i saw the jar jar binks <laughs> i don't like it he shoots jar jar because it's <laughs> but yeah uh so yeah mandalorian so far i i'm really really enjoying it there's a lot to enjoy but i i am starting to get a little concerned episodes have to get yeah. longer we have to start developing a villain by next episode now at the premiere of the mandalorian they showed the first three episodes and everyone said episode three is the episode that it's like it clicks. It's insane. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. like super, uh, super good. Yeah, I hope so. I, I'm interested, but so far I'm not necessarily impressed. Yeah, let's let's give it some time. Yeah. But and I, I'm, think... I mean, even if it is 30 minutes each episode, I'll still be happy. Yeah, I mean, it's more Star Wars content. Yeah. So at the mm-hmm. end of the day, that's what we're it's all better than nothing. That's why we live. That's why we got out of bed in the morning. Yep. That's why the we don't drink ourselves to sleep at night. Yep. Knowing that there's another day, we get to see Baby Yoda. That's why we drink ourselves. That's why we don't drink ourselves. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, More Star Wars content tomorrow. Gotta get drunk as hell right now. Um, All right. Well, that's the Mandalorian review, guys. Uh, I think all of us are... I I really enjoy it. It seems like we all enjoy it, but there is... They still have to prove themselves. Um, So, yeah. We'll we'll be reconvening uh, soon for Mandalorian Episode 3 review when that comes by. Mm. Um. All right, and last but not least, Tanner, you want to discuss Jedi Fallen Order, a new video game. Oh, yeah. New Star Wars video game came out Friday. Um, has landed with really, really great reviews. Uh, I have not had a chance to play much of it. I played like an hour. Really? But, yeah, and it's okay. You, yeah, but he was getting just, frustrated. As, as long as you don't, as long as you don't, uh, you know, spoil any big story elements, we can discuss it. But yes, uh, sure. It's it's fun. It's fun for sure. Yeah. So, I've. Played a good amount over the weekend. I, I don't know overall how far I could say I am in the game. Um, I've been to a couple different planets mm-hmm. so far. Um, so this is the first single-player Star Wars game since who knows how long. Uh, the last Lego yeah. Star Wars game to come out, maybe. But you know, there's co-op in that. So this is, strictly yeah. speaking, a single-player Star Wars game. Mm-hmm. Um one of three released by EA since EA had the deal since 2014 or 15. Something like that. But 
I don't know the exact year. Um, I didn't get it for full price. I traded in some old PS4 games I'm not Smart. playing ever again. So I got it for 20 bucks. That's a good deal. Which is nice. Uh, people say the game's kind of short overall. Um, if you just kind of blitz through the main story like and don't explore, there's not a lot. Um, some people are calling it an RPG. There's no RPG elements at all, I don't think. You can kind of change your outfit and your yeah. lightsaber, but mm. you, it's not like you. there's different ways to play the game or yeah. something like that. There's no dialogue options. Like you, you play a character called Cal Kestis, who was a Jedi in hiding um, after the events of The Purge. Um, and he kind of gets exposed. Um, someone pulls his pants down. They're like that's that that's a Jedi wiener if I've ever seen one. Largest dong I've ever seen. Fully in the video ignited. Game. Um, largest dong. And so the Inquisitors are kind of after him, and he gets kind of pulled on his own little personal quest, sort of getting uh, back in touch with the Force. I think this takes place five years after Revenge of the Sith. Uh, in the timeline, mm-hmm. um, Cal Kestis is voiced and modeled after what's the actor's name? Cameron Monaghan. Sounds sounds uh, right. She's on Shameless mm-hmm. and the Joker and Gotham's version of Joker. Uh, I think the character's name was like Jerome or something. I hated him in Gotham, which he I've did. said before on this podcast. I hated yeah. that character so much. Uh, but he is perfectly, perfectly good in Fallen Order. I'm, I've changed my mind on him uh, as an actor. I think it's a good character, good performance from him, uh, voice acting wise. Uh, yeah. So you just kind of go on this quest. You're looking mm-hmm. for Jedi stuff, and I can't wait to play a lot of it. And uh, the combat, the gameplay is very similar think to like your your dark souls your demon souls or bloodborne um where you just get you can't be sloppy like the game will punish the shit out of you Mm -hmm. um and likewise like so you can only save your game at meditation circles yep that's also where you level up but if you rest to regain health because there's no health regeneration if you rest to regain health it respawns all the enemies on the map. Now, that seemed like an okay mechanic in a game like Dark Souls because it's a Japanese game. They've got a different approach to how they do things, and the point of that game is just to be fucking hard. Yeah. But it just feels out of place in a Star Wars game. Like it there is, is extremely frustrating. There is zero, zero in-game reasoning why cal meditating would bring stormtroopers like back to life it's like why has this happened yeah. like and the most oh man i don't i mean you kind of i think you already know one of these planets dothamir yeah i haven't been yet that is but so that's I've heard it's hard early on in the game oh my lord yeah. so i went there after zephos okay and i immediately regret it yeah because the like the monsters are extremely difficult to kill and the meditation is like little circles are so few and far between yeah. that you'll go. I, I think I went like 15, 20 minutes without one and it was either go all the way back and then have to do everything I just did again yeah, or keep plugging along, trying to find another meditation circle and I ended up dying 
And when you die, you lose all of your experience and you have to go back to that point to be able to gain your experience again. Yeah. And that was the most frustrating thing. So I had to, had to step away for a little bit and I haven't picked up the controller since. Um, so yeah, you should abandon Dathmir. <laughs> I'm on Dathmir. I went there straight after the you first did? level. You yeah. did? Go to Kashyyyk instead. Yeah, I'm, that's where I'm going to go. Because, um, well, our buddy Tyler, he went to Dathmir first before Kashyyyk. Yeah, it was, after, it was before Kashyyyk or before Zephos, so, and he, he finished it somehow. You can get... Um, I mean, if you are like good enough, you can get through any part of the game immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently... So you can get an upgrade to your lightsaber to make it a double-bladed lightsaber. Mm-hmm. And if you go to Dathomir as soon as you can, you can get that very quickly. But otherwise, you kind of have to do some back tracking between the other planets until you unlock it, But mm-hmm. or so I've read. Um, but I think there's the controls aren't super tight so it tries to be like dark souls meets like uncharted mm-hmm. or like your tomb raider with some of the platforming that goes on and so you're doing wall jumping you're like using the force to like freeze objects or like pull things to you mm-hmm. but you can get in these kind of weird animation locks i found there was one point where it's like there's these two gears and they're spinning and you have to slow one jump on it sprint to the other end slow the other one but it's like the game couldn't, I was moving like too fast for it. So I would go to freeze the other one while moving. And so he's still doing the animation of freezing it and won't go into a sprint. And then he just will walk off the edge instead of jumping. Mm-hmm. So like you have mm-hmm. to the th- slow down and the yeah. combat, it doesn't, from what I understand, Dark Souls is the whole challenging but fair thing. Like yeah. you can't get greedy or else you'll get punished. Whereas... In Star Wars, it's more like you have to just be so cautious, and I enemies don't follow the same rules you do. So, like, you can get interrupted, but they'll have attacks where you hit them, and they'll still go fucking through through it. And so you're locking an attack animation mm-hmm. after you just hit them, and then they get like these cheap shots in that do like yeah. a shit ton of damage. Yeah, and that's just frustrating. Like, I wish it was a little more. The challenge is fine, the punishment is fine, but it doesn't feel fair. And I think mm-hmm. there's just some looseness in the controls. And again, the whole animation locking is mm-hmm. frustrating. Yeah, I can get that. And I noticed there's like, at least on Dathomir, there's some parts where you're in hallways and you get like stuck in a corner because you just get pushed back with those attacks. Yeah. And the camera is kind of like, off and it's kind of hard to see what's exactly yeah. going on but um the characters are all very interesting though and mm-hmm. i i like the narrative it's a great star wars story so far um so glad i got it glad i got it at like a third of the normal price i don't know if you paid full price for it i personally I paid more would suggest anyone listening not paying a full $60. This does not feel like a $60 experience to me, mm. but huh? to each his own. Well, yeah. And as we get further in the game, we can discuss it more and kind of go over that. And, yeah. And, yeah. Interesting. Great points there, Tanner. I'll definitely be looking out for that as I uh, continue to play. I got. I was going to play more tonight when I get home, so I'll let you know. I'll let you guys know what I think when we do our next episode. Um, anything else, guys, that you want to talk about before we uh, before we round this bad boy off? 
There was a new TV spot for The Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, I saw that. It new like footage, it was just, too. Was there? It was all new footage. Oh. Yeah. I did not. I have not seen Some that. Some cool, well, cool I saw shots there was that of uh, Ray doing like a long jump out of a First Order, like destroy kind of hanger onto the Falcon. Mm. Um I don't know if we talked about that image. It was in some magazine, but you see like Kylo Ren, he's kind of like getting pushed back and he's bracing yeah. himself and you see these stormtroopers yeah. go tumbling behind. We actually see that oh. footage uh, in this TV spot. I guess the Falcon's picking Ray up from the ship mm. and it takes off and That's what I was knocks everyone was back and Ray jumps out to it. So and Another thing um, I found interesting, I don't know if I mean, it's, it's just a hashtag, but Ben Solo, the hashtag Ben Solo, puts a little Kylo Ren icon next to the hashtag when you when you tweet that out. I just thought that was interesting. It seems like, you know, he have gone by Kylo Ren so much, maybe there's more Ben Solo action in this, like like going by Ben Solo than we actually thought, um, or at least in dialogue. They're going to reference him as Ben Solo a lot. If they're going to, because he's only been referenced as Ben Solo once, I don't know, a couple times maybe. So yeah. I just thought, I just thought that was yeah. interesting that that was an automatic thing that pops up. And then there was that Entertainment Earth, uh, Entertainment Earth, Entertainment Weekly, Earth, uh, Earth, <laughs> Entertainment Earth, <laughs> Entertainment Earth uh, magazine that kind of showed some new images and stuff. But yeah, uh, I'll have to watch that TV spot dinner. I didn't get to check it, but check it out. All right, guys, uh, that's going to do it for today's episode of Force Vision. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, be sure to check out our one-year anniversary podcast. Uh, the Cinemax podcast is going to be out um, by the time you listen to this, so be sure to check that out. Uh, some cool things that we announced that are coming up. Um, as always, you can find us at Cinemaxic Pod and Instagram, Cinemaxic on Twitter, CinemaxicPod at gmail.com. Um, and yeah, guys, thank you guys so much for listening again. So much Star Wars content on the horizon that you will be sure that we will be sure to cover along the way and uh, be your source for everything Star Wars down the line. Um, and yeah, that's going to do it for today's episode. For Tim Reichmuth at Tim Trist and for Tanner Rush at Danger Rush and Jay Katz, who didn't speak much on this one, but he's over there. He's on the mics. He's on the one and two. I'm here. There he is. Uh, thank you guys again for listening and may the force be with you always. Always.